Leah, uh -huh. I am interested in reading books, but I just don't have the time. Really? That's so sad for your life. It's very sad. Did you know that there's actually somewhere where you can go to listen to books in your car? I didn't know that. Tell me more. Yeah. Or, you know. Pastor, I need to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash JNL. Nope. <laughs> Audibletrial.com slash JNL watches. Oh, that, that's really it? That's it. Yeah, you were almost there. You just didn't do watches. Oh, I thought we had an offer code. No, that's Pure Trader. Oh, God damn it. God damn it, Just Leah. <laughs> okay. You've ruined our whole bit. Now everyone knows that I'm not actually worried about reading in the car. <laughs> You've pulled the curtain back and made it all terrible. It's fine. So next time when you're in the car or in your bubble bath, you can go to www.audibletrial.com slash watches and you can download one free Audible book and 30 days of... Audible. For oh, free. For free. This is amazing news. I'm going to go do it right now. You should. You should watch this show without me while I go read a book. Good. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of JNL Watches. I'm Jess Leah. And I'm Josh Prime. And today we're watching Buffy Season 4, Episode 7, The Initiative. Yes, indeed we are. And in this episode, we finally get to know something about the mysterious military presence that's been happening on Sunnydale UC Sunnydale's campus. Mostly, that the love interest of Buffy is shockingly a part of it. How did we not know this? Yeah. How does Buffy seem to consistently pick such winners? <laughs> you know what? Her dating history is actually terrible. Yeah. The only person <laughs> she has dated long-term that isn't some way associated with something mystical is Parker. No, no, Owen. Remember? Yeah, one episode. I don't think Owen counts. Oh. Parker <laughs> was kind of like that. Parker was several episodes. Well. It's true. He was. Right. Granted, there were far more episodes moping about him, but... <laughs> yeah. Explain that to me again. Like, I can understand the whole moping about Angel thing. She actually doesn't mope about Angel. There's no episodes in this season about her breaking, moping about breaking up with Angel, even though that just happened. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Spike gets captured. Spike escapes from capture. Uh -huh. Spike turns out to have a mystical chip thing in his head that allows him to not hurt people. Yeah, but we don't know about that yet. No, we find out about it in this episode. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh. And he, we find out because he's unable to attack Willow. Yeah. And then Riley talks about it in front of Wash at the very, very end. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I was bored. <laughs> you were like, I'm over the initiative. <laughs> well, here we are as Riley, and we meet Forrest and Graham, who are his pals, presumably in this initiative. His Willow and Xander. Yeah. <laughs> and Forrest is a terrible human. <laughs> Forrest is just very, very sexual. He is Xander yeah. if Xander had male friends. <laughs> Oh, is that what the difference is? Yeah. Yeah. If he, if Xander had all male friends, he would definitely be way grosser than he is. This is Xander tempered. Oh. Imagine what he'd be like <laughs> without a filter on. Oh, God. Yeah, it'd be rough. Man. Yeah. And we're hanging out with Spike, who we are very, very close up with him. And team, we close up on Spike and he's all chapped and destroyed and injured. And I want to point out two really important things. As the camera zooms out on him passed out on the floor in his little cage... He is wearing a red shirt that is open. Mm -hmm. Then we cut to the outside of the cage. The red shirt is closed. That is a major continuity problem. Also, a more important problem. <laughs> Through his black shirt, we can see the wires running up to his microphone. Were you just paying that close attention in hopes of seeing his abs? Hoping to see his abs? No, <laughs> honestly... You could see it. It, like, I stuck know, out. It was really bad. You pointed it out on the second rewatch. We had to go back and watch it again. It's very <laughs> rare when you and I watch a show that I make you rewind so that we can appreciate something <laughs> a second time. This was worth it. You know, I'm glad that we did because I would have missed it and that was something... I needed to see. And I would have explained it to you and you would have been like, yes, Josh, whatever you say, yeah. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great. So the initiative, like space, because they just showed mm -hmm. Spike in a cage and they did this angle where they were showing this long hallway. And I can't guarantee that this is true, but I am fairly certain that they achieved that through some sort of green screening and mirror, because there is no way that hallway is as long as they made it look. Yeah, no. They made it look like there was just tons and tons and tons of people. So we just looked down the hallway, and there was at least 50 more cages yeah. going down the hallway. In the end of this episode, when Spike escapes... 
There's like three cages before the door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he escapes, moves three cages over, and then immediately gets out. So the size of this room is changing an awful lot. This is also the introduction of the tinfoil pit. <laughs> the weird lab area of the initiative that's underground in a mm -hmm. big, shiny aluminum <laughs> pit for some reason. What is that supposed to do, exactly? <laughs> Maybe it's supposed to be a heat source. You know, yeah, I don't understand what's happening. You pointed out that it looks very, very similar to the whorehouse. The whorehouse on Firefly. Yes. Very strange. Yeah, it's like there was a sale on tinfoil that week. Yeah, it's not okay. No. Also, I want to point out, so I was reading a thing about vampires the other day because, you know, my life is very exciting. Yeah. And uh, apparently the whole vampires don't see the reflection thing mm -hmm. is because silver was supposed to be a pure metal. And it, like, didn't reflect the pure evil that was vampires. And so since silver was used in old-fashioned mirrors, vampires couldn't see their own reflection. Oh. However. A cheap plastic mirror? Modern-day mirrors are made with aluminum. And so I was reading this long thread about, like, vampires and mirrors, and somebody wrote, how fucking cool would it be to have a thing where vampires haven't seen their reflection forever, and they look at a modern-day mirror and they shit themselves. <laughs> Like, if you've not seen your reflection in hundreds of years, yeah. and all of a sudden you can again, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Would you even recognize yourself at that point? Yeah. You just have to do it from memory. Because in theory, you can't be photographed either. Because photographs used to use silver to reflect. Oh. So you're relying on blurry watercolors. But now that it's an iPhone... Yeah. Yellow. I, yeah, I feel like iPhone photos. They never really did the vampires don't show up on film thing on Buffy. Did they do it on True Blood? I just started. Ooh, did they do it on True Blood? I'm not sure if they did. I know they did it on Being oh, Human. They, no, 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 they were able to video record them because that one girl has sex with the vampire. Oh, okay, and that's fair. And then gets murdered. On Being Human, mm -hmm. the vampires have a specific type of porn that they enjoy Ooh. in which they videotape themselves having sex with people but you can't see them because they don't show up on film so it's just like a random naked person writhing on top of an invisible person <laughs> British you know, TV that could be kind of fun <laughs> yeah. super weird you know uh -huh. who doesn't like a good weird porn <laughs> no I'm into it me too <laughs> Giles in all of his free time has drawn what could be this weird military person. Yeah, he essentially draws Riley's exact likeness on a piece of paper, yeah. and nobody is like, Giles, when did you learn how to draw shit? Yeah. You're like really good at it all of a sudden. Why don't you always draw shit? Yeah, you should be our like court stenographer. Is that right? What do they call the person who draws things at a police station? Not a stenographer, because that person takes notes. Oh, that's what I thought it was. No. The stenographer is the guy who, like, writes everything you say. Like a the caricature. <laughs> but, like, caricatures are different. I know. I know. I just don't know like, the official name is. Always on roller skates. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was once in the mermaid tale. That's when I knew. In a caricature? Yeah. I've never had a caricature drawn of myself. What the front door? Yeah. I've never had it done. You've been to Disney, like, a million times. Yeah, but I don't have time for that shit. I'm trying okay. to do Disney. Did you go to... You went to the... You grew up on the bird walk of New Jersey. Yeah, I never did it. I never did one. I would love to see what kind of weird caricature thing they would do for me. Oh, mine's not really cute. My favorite was the mermaid one. Did you tell them you wanted a mermaid tail or did you just add that for funsies? No, no, they just do whatever. <laughs> they just do whatever they feel like? Mm-hmm. It's some good art. You just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So we are experiencing a blast from the past because this gentleman that's having a conversation with Spike uh -huh. through the, like, jail cell walls... He was in the first episode. He was one of Sunday's minions. I can't believe you remembered that. He just looked like a random vampire. Well, they showed him getting captured at the end of season season four, episode one. Yeah. Again, I'm surprised you remember that. And then he even mentions he was with his crew, and then Slayer led him astray, and da-da-da. So yes, he is a multi-episode vampire. See, he only seems important because he's going to fuel Spike's rage at, the, at Buffy. To then lead him to try to kill her again. It's true. And he comes up with a devious plan to escape that I cannot believe that the initiative hasn't come up with. I do want to point out a couple of things that have been issues now. Because uh -huh. now we can. Because Professor Wash is revealed to be, like, in charge of or very important sure. to the initiative. Riley and Graham and Forrest are all part of the initiative. 
So, Professor Wash, mm-hmm. if you were Professor Wash and you ran a secret government facility that seems to be investigating monsters of some kind, sure. why would you run around literally one episode ago yelling about how you were attacked by two wild dogs when you must have realized that those were some sort of demon creature? Yeah. The, and perhaps something they should adopt to investigate? Yeah. One of the big things that you would probably not want to do is alert lots of other people that this happened. Right. You're trying to keep things a secret. Yeah. Professor Wash, spying 101. Take a class. <laughs> Just saying. It's like how to get away with murder. You know, yeah. how let's, to get away with the initiative. Let's not talk about it all the fucking time. Yeah. It's a good way That's to get away way. with things. Professor Wash is being very impatient with Willow right now. And you were shocked to learn that during attendance this week, we didn't announce Daniel Osborne. Oz's name. Right. Okay, listener. Please tell me if you were also, you know, had this knowledge that Oz... Have an actual name. Yeah, Daniel Oz Osborne. No, no, no. Just Oz. <laughs> just wanna... like me. Just... Just Leah. Yeah. <laughs> just Oz. I'm also just realizing now that we didn't pick our characters. Oh. I would like to pick Riley. Oh, good. I want to be Spike. Good. Uh-huh. Perfect. Two random men on this television program. There we go. I'm also reading the chalkboard, and she's got written on the back, I, I caught a glimpse of B.F. Skinner. Ooh. On the wall, as well as some other names. Theorist. Yeah, B.F. Skinner, very famous theorist in the world of psychology. Is he the dog guy? No, Pavlov. That's Pavlov. Mm. Is the 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 dog guy? What does Skinner do? He was a behaviorist, and he did operant conditioning, which is a pretty amusing thing given things that we'll find out as the series progresses. Suffice to say that Professor Wash is extremely interested in the work of B.F. Skinner. (laughs) So Giles is hanging out at Xander's house in the basement, and I love seeing Giles in Xander's house. I think it's the greatest thing. They're like hanging out like buds. Yeah, and Xander's mom yells from upstairs that she made fruit punch, and he's like, is it raspberry fruit punch? (laughs) First of all, who makes raspberry (laughs) fruit punch? Like, what a weird question. <laughs> Second of all, like, you're an adult-ass man. Yeah. Shouldn't you be like, I'll have the spiked version? Yeah, I'll have some tea, whatever it is. Also, can we talk for a moment? What is going on with Xander's clothing? It's like a distressed sweater, V-neck. It appears to be made of scraps of fabric. <laughs> yeah. That's this weird stitching in all directions, team. If you are not familiar with this, it's very, very weird. No stars. Would not buy again. I like it on him. No, I'm not into it. See, I'm into, like, the green color because it, like, goes well with his hair and eye color. Okay. And I'm not against a good v-neck. But, I mean, is it a v-neck? It's made out of a bunch of weird shit. I know, but I like it. Also, now we've transitioned. We're no longer with him and his weird outfit. Now we're with Riley and his gang of friends playing frisbee indoors. Yeah, no sports in the hall. That is inappropriate. Yeah, you can knock a sprinkler head. You could hit a sprinkler head. You could cause all kinds of problems. Also, people are like studying underneath where they're playing frisbee. Yeah, that's rude. Be considerate, fellas. But But, they're interrogating Parker. Yeah, Parker makes a reappearance. I believe this is the last time we will see Parker. Good. I think I said that last time was the last time, but I think this is really the last time. Are you sure? And Riley punches him. In the face. Because he's talking about being with Buffy. He called her a toilet seat. You know? <laughs> it <laughs> says she was kind of needy and clingy. I mean, I don't know if I would go that far. But if you are talking to other dudes about how a girl is a toilet seat, rough. You're a rough, rough trade. Not okay. Do you think they used a um, toilet seat cover? Oh my god. I don't want to talk about <laughs> toilet seat covers. I don't believe in them. Okay. Me we either. have people who believe in them in our listenership. Know that they are wrong. Yep. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Not allowed. Not allowed. I like this is the first time that Riley realizes he's into Buffy and Aww. the two friends are like, You called her peculiar, you moron. Of course you were into her. Aw. <laughs> that really a thing. You call a girl weird and boom. I mean, I've never called a girl weird unless she was weird. Huh. But <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. What about yes. a dude? Call him weird? I mean, I think that the idea is that he's just so pure and innocent that he doesn't even think about girls in a sexual way, so he just goes like, she's very peculiar. Versus Forrest, who talks about wanting to, like, bed her immediately. Yeah. More open with his feelings. Yeah. Get it together. Oh, here we are. Spike is gonna pretend that he 
has passed out because of the blood that he's drank. Yes, even though he has not drank any. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to, like, fight a little bit, let out the other vampire, use him as bait. Yeah. Though, again, we learn as this episode progresses that Spike is not able to harm any living thing. He does a lot of punching on these two dudes. Yeah, but punching versus I mean, he is not allowed to punch things. That is a rule with the chip. Oh. Not allowed to harm another living thing. Maybe it needs, like, some time to set in. Yeah. It's a slow burn, <laughs> that chip in his head. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the chip? Uh, I don't hate it. Okay. It's a weird concept, though, because in one way, the perk of being a vampire is that you're dead and there aren't any consequences. Fair. And you don't have to feel guilt. I mean, yes. I concur with that assessment. I don't know that he feels guilt anymore, but he definitely feels physical pain from hurting other things now. Yeah. I have a lot, I have a love-hate relationship with Chip. Mm-hmm. Because the Chip is serving a very, very specific plot purpose. Right. Which is, we need Spike to be able to hang out in the Scooby gang without people worrying that he's going to kill them. Yeah. And Chip accomplishes that. Yeah. So he can now, like, have weird thematic conversations about erectile dysfunction with Willow. Yeah. And and he's not a danger. And I like that idea. But then at the same time, the fact that it's a chip feels very sci-fi versus the fantasy elements of the rest of this show. We will be dealing with the chip for some time. Yeah. This is not going away. No. And I, I have mixed, mixed feelings about the whole thing. But what can you do? So Spike doing an awful lot of hitting. Now we we try to minimize the amount of hitting he's done, but he he throws this person onto another person's needle. But he definitely punches this dude in the face with no pain. Yeah, some stuff. Couldn't they have found like some gypsies to cast the same spell as? I don't think that the military people believe in gypsies, ah. so I don't know that they are into that life. All right. But yeah, they get they, now they're running. They duck through this random metal door that's closing. The initiative has some weird security procedures, and then the the military security team comes in wearing gas masks, despite the fact that there's no gas yeah. being released anywhere. <laughs> That's totally fine, I suppose. Very odd. Willow sad. Oh my god, so much sad. She's mourning Oz. I think my problem with Willow being sad is that we just finished with Buffy being sad. Yeah. I'm okay with Willow grieving and being sad, but I can't just always deal with at least, like, I don't want every episode to be somebody is so depressed they could die. I also don't like that Anya hasn't been in it in a, in a while. It does feel like it's been a minute since we've seen her. Yeah, since Halloween, I think. That's true. She's been gone a minute. I know for a fact she will be back next week, though, so that should make you feel better. Oh, good. <laughs> but, like, she could be helping with the grieving process. I know she doesn't do feelings, but she could be funny. People who don't do feelings are great at helping people with grieving. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Willow is trying to hide weapons from Riley, and Riley is so distracted by trying to get with Buffy that he helps her hide the weapons without looking at them, which I find hilariously funny. Me too. Riley has come to, you know, get the 411 on Buffy through Willow, which is a power move, I feel like. Yeah. Asking the best friend how to... very sneaky. Uh Uh-huh. And he refers to it as courting. Which is gross. You've um, never been courted before? No. What is this, the 19th century? He's, 18th century? He's definitely old-fashioned, for sure. But, I mean, you're the one who wants people to ask your father before they can ask you to marry them, so what are you talking about yelling about courting? It's not about the ask. It's just about the in- informing. Yeah, yeah, just like courting. No. Old-fashioned nonsense is old-fashioned nonsense, just Leah. <laughs> gross. What else is old-fashioned? I mean, I'll know it when I see it. All right. <laughs> Man, is it going to bed at 9 o'clock? Because I, I do mean, that sometimes. that is definitely an old lady behavior. <laughs> I like it. I do not go to bed that early. Ever? Ever. Why? We're talking 10, 11, 12. How do you sleep? Like a rock. I'm <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yeah, I don't. Well, you know what I also don't do? I don't wake what? up at 4 o'clock in the morning to stretch the oldies. <laughs> like some people I know named Just Leah. I'm sorry. Sometimes you just gotta wake up early and, you know. Stretch the oldies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how is your new gym? Oh, it's the worst. Oh? Yeah. Is it because you have to lift heavy things? Because that's my least favorite part of my gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I used to go to the gym with like really cute old ladies that would love to be my partner. Sure. And now I go to the gym with people our age who are young and terrible and full of themselves. People our age are the worst. <laughs> They're so bad. Egotistical assholes. Yeah. Every one of them. <laughs> I tried to lift really heavy weights today to keep up and I couldn't do it. And then no. I got shamed. <laughs> this is like a serious gym you're going to. It is and I don't like it. I just want my old lady friends back. You gotta find yourself another old lady friend, Jim. <sighs> I guess so. That's the worst. I mean, you didn't move that far. You could go back to that gym. I know. It's just... I like the fact that I can roll out of bed now and not have to wake up super, super early. I mean, you're already... Listen, anything before 8 a.m. is super, super early, so whatever you say. <laughs> That's fair. Willow's not very good at this pep talk thing. No, she's not really interested in giving a pep talk at all. I love that her list of things that Buffy likes are she's into cheese and ice capades unironically. Huh. How do you really bring up ice capades? Because I don't really know what that is. It's like Disney on ice kind of situation. Oh, really? That seems kind of weird. Remember she was into it. There was the episode where she went with uh, Xander, uh, not Xander, Angel to go ice skating. Yeah. She's kind of good at ice skating. It's true. We've only seen or mentioned ice skating like twice in the whole series though. Yeah. Oh, hey, we've got Harmony again. Well, she's back and she's hanging a unicorn poster. Of course she is. Why wouldn't she hang a unicorn poster? I feel like she should be more mad at Spike for trying to kill her. It's true. I also feel like she has accumulated a large amount of clothing since we last saw her. Yeah. Look at the clothes in the background. They're fucking dresses everywhere. What? Well, what else are you going to do with your boyfriend? She also, she also has not one, but two screens to stand behind and get dressed. Because there's the one there and there's the one next to her bed, too. She's really into those privacy screens. She's like in a crypt. Yeah, I like that she has a red bra and then she had a zebra striped bra. What? Where are we supposed to be? We're in, this script is quite large. It kind of is, but it's really cool. And do you mean to tell me that no vampire likes dusting because everything is filthy? Maybe they just don't care. I also, I also feel like no, there's never any mourners that come to these places to see. Just these random crypts. Yeah. You know, these are the things that you encounter. Or maybe there are, and then they just eat them. They just eat any mourners? Yeah. That's gotta suck. You're, like, there to go cry over your, like, great-grandfather or something, and then you get eaten. Yeah, but it's easy pickings at that point. That's true. Oh my god, team! What? Back right corner, blonde girl at this party is our mysterious extra. We haven't seen her since season three. With the hat? The, yeah, the hat girl. She is at this fucking party. Of course she is. Oh my god, team. I'm not 100% certain, but I'm pretty certain that's the girl that we were looking for this whole time. Oh. Still hunting. I know. I hope we're doing something really cool. Like Phoenix River Bottom. Okay, listen. Did I tell you that I messaged the actress who plays Veruca on Instagram? No. I did. I messaged her and I said, me and my friend are watching the episodes that you did where you were on this show. And you know what happened? She didn't respond. Nothing. No response whatsoever. I told it's you. It's really she, sad. Mm-mm. Off the list. It was two weeks ago now. Oh. She could get back to you. Yeah. That's it's really rude. weeks. She could at least send me like a smiley face or something. But no. Like a thumbs nothing. up? That takes like zero effort. Yeah. It's rude. Yeah. It's real rude. She also has long red hair now, as you can plainly see in this photo. Oh, you know, that's a better choice. We should have all of our many hundreds of thousands of listeners just bombard her Instagram with, why aren't you talking to Josh Prime and just Leah? Yeah. <laughs> You're really cool. Even though I made fun of your werewolf skills. I mean, you know, it was two decades ago. I think she's probably over it. Yeah, me too. She's done other stuff since, I think. Probably. So Buffy and Riley are hanging out. Can we talk about this frat party? It's yes. like this huge gathering of people. Also, there's a blonde girl literally right behind him right yes. now. I'm amazed. I'm amazed that we spotted her. <laughs> um, this is not a frat party. It's supposed to be a frat party. I know, but first of all, where are the red solo cups? They have clear plastic cups in all different colors, yeah. like red clear. Okay, second of all, there's actual food there. Mm. That's on a stick. <laughs> that was my next thing. The like... <laughs> Cheese and lettuce platter yeah. that he was standing over. <laughs> no. Nonsense. No. There could have been bowls of chips. Acceptable. But... You know what we don't see a single second of? Alcohol. No. Not a single bottle of beer in anybody's hand. No. Not a single mixed drink. Nothing. No beer pong? Nothing. Literally nothing. Oh my gosh. Uh, Harmony and Xander have encountered each other. Oh my... This is the best part of the whole episode. Well, second best. 
There was actually quite a few really good things in this episode. I know. It's funnier than I remember it being. Harmony and Xander having their fight is amazing. I especially love the slow motion slap fest. Yep. It's like two girls fighting. And with the real dramatic music, too. Yep, yep. They're kind of like cats. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so funny. And Xander, <laughs> Xander's face as he makes these faces at her. Fucking great. Although I will say, her hair is completely in her face, and we do the wide. It's not anymore. Nope. A little, little bit of a continuity problem, but I'm willing to overlook it because of how funny it is. It's so cute. What is going on with her hair, though? I don't know. Is that like cornrows or... Weird braiding? It's some kind of weird braiding or bunching system with lots of hair ties. Apparently this era was the hair tie era. You know, it was. Those clear little ones that you could use for your hair. Butterfly clip situation. Ugh. All right. Well, they're having their fight. We should take a very quick break. Okay. We'll see you real soon, team. Boop, boop. Oh, Leah. Uh Uh-huh. I've just been spending so much of my time... Dealing with large words in fine print. Why would you ever do that? It'd be so much easier if I could just pay someone to read to me. You could, but also you could do that for free. Really? How can I do such a thing? Well, let me tell you. You should go to audibletrial.com slash Watches, and you can download one free Audible book and have access to Audible for 30 free days. That's amazing, and I wouldn't have to sound anything out anymore. No, someone is literally reading out loud to you. I'm so excited. I can't wait to do it. And just, Leah, when are you planning on providing your voice to an audiobook? <gasps> Whenever they are going to call upon me to do any children's book. So excited about it. Mm-hmm. Listen, team, if you want to support this podcast and want to have people read books to you because reading is difficult and takes a long time, mm-hmm. you should visit audibletrial.com slash Watches. You get 30 days free and one free audiobook. All right, let's get back to our show. Okay. Ooh. Okay, team, we're back. Huh? And we have discovered that Spike listens to the Sex Pistols. I've never listened to them. I can't say that I've listened to music, so I wouldn't know. Okay. Harmony is burning this record, though. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's because it's not Fleetwood Mac. You think she likes Fleetwood Mac? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She strikes me as a spice up your life kind of girl. Oh, yeah. The Spice <laughs> Girls were really good. They are really fun. I remember as a young person, I was anti-Spice Girls because I was a boy. Rude. I know. Which Spice Girl's your favorite? Probably Baby, because she had pigtails and was blonde. Yeah. <laughs> she was my favorite, too. Yeah. She was fun. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Riley looking sad? <laughs> With Willow. This is like the sad couch. I I really think Riley is kind of cute in this episode. See, I like him better here with his hair pushed back a little bit. And it's yes. not like the flat, straight, weird gel thing. Yeah, his hair isn't great overall, but his whole, like, I have to get this girl to like me, and she's ignoring me, and I'm not good at dating, and I'm going to manspread on this couch really weird. Yeah. Like, I like the whole thing. It's cute. It's fun. He really is sitting with his legs okay. uncomfortably far apart, is though. Is that a dude thing? Yeah. I've seen many dudes do that. It's called manspreading. Where have you been? It's apparently a thing we're not allowed to do anymore. <laughs> In what context? Because apparently it's all, like, toxic masculinity or something. But, like... He's just making room for all of his ample <laughs> stuff that's going on. <laughs> there needs to be parting. Yeah. I've never, I've never really felt the need to, like, this this level of sitting, he's, <laughs> like, it actually hurts my legs <laughs> to hold my body at this wide. Like, my ass cheeks are holding my legs open this much because my natural seated position would be, like, not, like, a weirdo. See, I can't I, sit like that because I'd have to slump really far back because my legs are too short. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a tall person thing. Maybe it has nothing to do with manspreading. Maybe it's about being tall, judgy people. <laughs> you should start your own thread. Oh, oh, I'm sure somebody has already defended manspreading on the internet. I don't need to be that guy. It's fine. <laughs> Again, this is not a frat party because people are A, not intoxicated and passed out or throwing up or B, like, look how sophisticated everyone is. Everybody is dressed way nicer than I feel like they need to be. Is yes. that appropriate? Yeah, people should be wearing bras and underwear. Also, also, I want to point out my least favorite thing about any TV series that involves a house party. Uh-huh. Buffy is at the party, and she's standing talking to somebody who we don't know. Yep. She's just talking to him. And Riley walks up to her, taps her on the shoulder, and says, Hey, Buffy, can we talk? And the second she turns her head, the guy she's talking to just disappears. <laughs> just goes like... 
Oh, other guy, done, <laughs> like leaves. That's not how parties work. No. That's not how people interact with each other. But you know, that is in like every movie and TV show that oh, has yeah. a party. If you know to look for that, it happens all the time. Yep. Because otherwise, you have to cut to your character like standing alone at a party so that it's not awkward. So you either have them sitting alone or you have to introduce the person they're talking to and they want to do neither. So they just walk away. <laughs> it's kind of the best. Which makes sense. This is a big revelation that this fraternity house is actually associated with the initiative. We've got a very, very realistic piece of stock footage of an elevator going down a shaft oh, that we yeah. just saw. This inside of the elevator, too, looks super high-tech. Yeah, it definitely matched the video quality of the rest of the episode. It was <laughs> not purchased for, like, four cents. <laughs> so here we are at the initiative. Which is tinfoil! Yes, and the gang, the... the, the Riley Scoobs are talking about how they can't be honest with the people they like, and it's this whole thing. And then we cut to the big tinfoil hole in the ground. Super hype. So weird. Also, what are all these, like, it just feels like they threw a bunch of science shit in a room and called it a day. Yeah. Like, we can't afford making it really look like something's going on, so we'll just do aluminum foil. That looks science-y. <laughs> uh, big weather balloon looking things. That looks science-y. They've got a cherry picker in the background. That's not even remotely related to science, and it's not even doing anything. It's just up stationary. But it definitely makes this otherwise very empty space seem full. Look at the hot air balloon. Like, what is that doing? Nothing. What is the purpose of that? The back of them right now, with, like, the caution tape and the lights, it reminds me of that shower that we had in biology class that was, like, the emergency shower. Or, that you would, like, yeah, like, you pull it and water yeah. smells you. Or the, the bucket that you dipped your face in and it just sprayed <laughs> yeah. you in the eyes. Like, so what weird. kind of shit did they think that high school <laughs> students were doing in biology class? Or chemistry class. Like, we are not... We were using, like, baking soda, water, <laughs> and salt. Yep. Like, what did they think we were doing that was so dangerous? I don't think I ever turned on a Bunsen burner. No, never. <laughs> Nobody did that. We had them, and they were like, we don't use those. They're too dangerous. Yeah. Okay, well, then why the fuck... This was a brand new space they had <laughs> no. just built. Then why do we have this? Right. God. And again, like, what is going so wrong in chemistry that you wind up with something that dangerous in your eye? You need the eye wash machine. Nothing. It's total nonsense. Literally, my chemistry classes, I don't think we ever used anything more toxic than salt water. Like, we were not doing anything fancy like that. No, I can't remember anything. I can remember that there was a burning hood so you could start fires in the room, but it would, like, take smoke right out. Cool. Which was super cool, except we never, ever, ever did anything that used fire. Ever. The only time we ever used it is during the open houses where high schools, like, wannabe high school students would come and we would light three different metals on fire that burned, like, blue and green and, like, different colors. Ooh. But then we never did that in our actual classes. That's lame! So why do we even have this? It was nonsensical. You know what? We did make our own ice cream once. I could see how that could go awry. And you would need a shower. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. And they, they definitely told us, like, if you ever pull that, you don't go here anymore. Like, you will be expelled. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, then why do we have it? I know. Like, what is the point of this thing? It's like telling a child you can't have something and then not, that's all you want. It's all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I was never particularly tempted by it, but I did think, like, this is stupid. We are, ne like, we are literally never using anything remotely toxic. Yep. Ever. Anyway, so the military situation, apparently they don't have actual lockers. They have a TVs that cart around their gear and they just get dressed in this giant empty room. <laughs> so strange. So strange indeed. But what are you gonna do? Riley apparently is like one of the big people in charge and he gives orders to his three teams. Hostile 17 aka Spike has escaped. They put nine men on the job. Wow. How big is the initiative? Do you only have nine people? Why aren't you putting more people on this? Right. Vampire that could expose your secret mission is out in the world. Maybe you want to send some more people. I'm just saying. Yeah. How do they recruit these people? Where did they come from? Yeah. I have a lot of questions about the initiative. Like, how did this all get started? Is it really government approved? Yeah. Is, like, whoever the president was at the time, like, signing off on this nonsense? I have many, many questions. Yeah, it just seems so odd. I like how Xander makes a comment about Buffy hanging out with her Teutonic boy toy. What's Teutonic mean? It's a... I want to say it's a race of people. Oh. And it might be pretty racist. I'm not... <laughs> oh, no. It might not be great. 
but he refers, she refers to, she says he's not Teutonic, so of or relating to the Teutons, denoting the German branch of the Indo-European language family. What is the Teutonic race? The Germanic people, also called Teutonic, Subian, or Gothic in old literature, are an ethno-linguistic Indo-European group of Northern European origin. They are identified by their use of Germanic languages with di- which diversified out of the proto-Jesus. This tells me nothing about it. It definitely appears insulting. Okay. The way that he presents it. Yeah. But we're apparently talking about just Germans. I don't understand. <laughs> and Buffy says, he's a doof. He's not Teutonic. So that would tell me that... Teutonic should mean something similar to doofy. Yeah. But clearly not. Oh, we also talk about that Spike is breaking into the school's computer system, which he knows how to use for some mm-hmm. reason. Have you ever tried to use a computer system at a college campus that you didn't understand? No. Nope. They use fucking weird-ass systems. You would never, ever know what you were doing. I still know how to use one of those yeah. things, but I'm supposed to be <laughs> like, able to use The best is so... Like, yeah, like, you're just going to walk up and just know how to do it. Yeah. He pulls up, like, a regular Excel spreadsheet. Like, any college is using Excel to track yeah. where students live. But my favorite part is, you, as he scrolls through, you see Willow Rosenberg... Like, eight names later, he runs into Summers, comma, Buffy. That makes absolutely no sense. It's a UC. There should be way more S's yep. than eight. Yep. Especially because Summers. S-U? That's late in the alphabet. These are the things. But yeah, now the SEAL team that's running around out here looking for Spike discovers that Buffy is out as well. Aww. And so rather than just skip this area, because they can see everywhere around it and know there's not a vampire around... Sure. We have Riley change clothes into his civilian clothes and go interact with Buffy as a way to defuse the situation. Spoilers, does not go well. No. No. It's kind of like a, are you going to leave? Are you going to leave? No. Also, why is Buffy sitting on this bench? Yeah, you know, out of all the places, you're going to be like, Spike is going to come looking for me here. We've never seen her go patrolling where she just sits and waits. So, like, why today is she sitting and waiting? I do like her pink leather jacket, though. Yeah, it looks really good with this purple shirt that she still has on. It doesn't have a collar, which I find suspicious, but otherwise, I'm cool with it. Me too. I kind of want to know how long it is. Ooh, yeah, we could see it far away. Riley, like, military green olive drab shirt is not exactly helping him be sneaky. No, but I like that he's wearing jeans. I feel like we don't see him often in jeans. He's also not wearing two shirts like he usually is. So that's good news, at least. Get more arm. Get a lot more arm. His nipples are out. I know. That seems to be a thing with him. Is it cold? I don't really (laughs) understand. (laughs) His hair, though. Do people really do that to their head? Oh, yeah. I don't like it at all. Also, he, like, grabs her and picks her up. Nope. That is inappropriate. Not okay. It's really bad. He goes, I'm taking you home. And she's like, fuck you. And they have this whole sparring match. And the second they hear screaming, they just run. Incidentally, they hear screaming. They both separate. And then there's no screaming. Yeah. Spike has made it to Willow's room. He's not near anybody who would be screaming. Unless maybe someone screamed as, like, they let him into the building. Just seems very odd. It does. The scream was unverified. It's not so it doesn't make sense to me that, like, you hear screaming and your immediate reaction is to split up, not, yeah. like, well, band together. They both assume that means that Spike has gotten somebody. Yeah. But again, Spike, they never show why that scream happened. It's just, like, the scream happened, they split up, it ended that scene, but it did nothing for the story. This is when Spike comes to kill Willow. Yeah, it doesn't go well. No. It's super cute, though. There's a whole ED discussion that happens as a result of it. Oh, erectile dysfunction. That's the one. Oh. We are, he's going to attack, and then we're going to cut to a commercial. So while we're on commercial, let's take a look at our listener <gasps> mail. Yay! So we've got a message from Zulu talking about fear itself. Ooh. He enjoys this silly episode. Yay! He likes that we mentioned gremlins. Yeah. we talked about gremlins in that episode. He has a gremlin shirt. And he suggests that you... Reintroduce yourself to some horror films. Oh, Get man. back into that. He also suggests that TAs can actually be undergraduate students. Oh. So our belief that he must be 22 or 23, he could actually be 20 to 22. Oh, God. Depends on what this particular school does with their TA deal. And he talks about Abbott and Costello. He also tasted our Oreos and enjoyed them greatly, putting them between Dark Chocolate and Marshmallow Moon, very near the top. And he is not excited that we are heading into beer bad territory. Uh, But we've already done beer bad. So it's really for his fear at this point. It's true. Then we have a message from India, and she says that her first scary movie was Jaws, since you said yours was The Haunting. Oh, yeah. She didn't want to go into the pool afterwards because there were obviously sharks in her pool. Yeah. 
Always. She did go to her 10-year reunion, saw a few people she hadn't kept up with, but otherwise, it was not worth it. Yeah. For the 20, they were already near there, so they had their own little lunch thing. And don't think we did anything for 30 and don't want to be reminded of future reunions. (laughs) (laughs) Done with reunions. I understand. She also doesn't know what her fear would be, so she's like me and is essentially fearless, and that can be on record. There you go. No, I think that's perfectly fair. And then we also got a message from Omega. Yay! And Omega's message, let's see. Dear Josh Prime and Jessalia, the initiative, Riley, and the bros talking about Buffy and the other women in the cafeteria. Is this kind of a stereotype? It's a cishet chick. I've always wondered if guys actually do this. Yeah. Do men do that? I have no, no clue. They sitting around talking shop like that all the time? I don't know. You're the closest thing I know. I mean, I guess when I'm hanging out with gay people, we, like, talk a lot of smack about dudes. Mm. I don't know. Okay. I feel like it's gross. It is gross. You're objectifying humans. I mean, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So... Earlier in the episode, they said, that's my man, when Buffy is talking to Giles. And then, of course, because Riley is her man, it's a foreshadowing bit. Yeah, yeah. She says, I need Spike as a pet. (laughs) Roll call in this. Especially now that he can't hurt me at all. I know. Meanwhile, we are having the ED conversation, your favorite. It's so cute. Well, I was like, let's let's try again sometime. (laughs) I like that she says, you probably don't want to bite me because I'm not attractive. I know. Because she's like still mourning Oz and how he didn't choose her. And she's feeling vulnerable. And, you know, he explains that. Oh, no, he's thought about it for some time. And he talks about her wearing the lavender fuzzy number. I the pink, know. Which, if you recall, I believe we've seen her in that episode, that outfit a couple of times. I'd have to look and see. But I'm pretty sure that's an outfit we've seen her in a few different times in this show. Ooh. Anyway, so then she says, I've seen honest faces before. They usually come attached to liars. Arguably one of the most popular quotes from this series. The conversation between Willow and Spike that was low-key almost like talking about bedroom troubles. I live for the scenes like that in this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that this is a big representation of a specific thing and they play it for fun and humor and I love it. I think it's fantastic. This episode was where Buffy got a little rough for me. There are many, many crazy, crazy, unreasonable, improbable things in this show altogether. But as soon as there is an underground demon hunting organization led by a psych professor and staffed by frat brothers, I am officially no longer willing to suspend my disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. And she also says she actually likes season four, but this is a, a struggle. Yeah, I think I think the idea that this has been around, it sort of has to have been around for a long time. Yeah. It can't be new. No. And yet we haven't seen it interacted with it at all. I think if it was a little closer to what Stranger Things did. So if you didn't watch the new season of Stranger Things, you should probably skip ahead a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. But on the newest season of Stranger Things, there was this whole storyline about the Russian government having a secret underground bomb bunker underneath the like mall in town but the season was like the mall is brand new it's this new thing there's a bunch of mysterious donors and so it was implied that like the russian government put this mall there sure but they were investigating the upside down which is essentially the Hellmouth of that show and so i think if they were investigating the Hellmouth, mm-hmm. i would probably be more into it but the fact that they're just there, like, collecting demons, like some kind of weird zoo, it would appear, is a little strange for me. I think if it was science about the Hellmouth and they were trying, maybe they were trying to open it because they didn't know what it was. And they were like, there's this weird mystical convergence. Like, I think I'd be more okay with that just suddenly appearing. Mm-hmm. But the amount of infrastructure that would need to exist to have the, like, demon zoo they have going on is pretty serious. I agree. Though I also know that they were building towards a point And so we have to kind of accept that that was the thing they were doing. But yeah, I concur that we are suspending our disbelief considerably. I guess the thing is, all of the people there are frat bros. Are they, though? Is that just their cover? It might be their cover, not that they actually are fraternity brothers. Yeah, but maybe in order to be in the initiative, don't you have to live there? Right. Because everyone else would know about it. But, like, it's so secret that their cover is that they're fraternity brothers, but they're not really. That's true. And I think the fact that Maggie Wash is doing operant conditioning as her, like, thing within the initiative. Her being a psych professor isn't a huge stretch, but at this moment in time, we don't know that. (laughs) And so that's a problem and that's a whole deal. But yeah, it is a little rough. This season, as we've said before, the big bad is terrible. Terrible. Or it's not even necessarily the big bad, but like the big storyline, this whole initiative thing, is just not very interesting. And there is a lot of like, what that goes on with it that I don't, I can't get behind. But the individual episodes are good. Even this episode, I actually find pretty engaging and fun 
and it leads to the spike chip, which mm-hmm. is important. So I get that. So Riley has considerable difficulty getting to ask Buffy out. Do you get shy or nervous when you have a crush? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just get super awkward. I either, like, overcompensate and I, like, fill the void of no talking with lots of random talking, or I undercompensate and I just want to hide. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, like the the whole crushing thing, I think that I probably get louder and more confident as a way to compensate, which is not really always appropriate. It's fine. But it's how I it's how I live. Yeah. Thank you to Omega. Yeah. Thank you to Zulu and thank you to India for writing in. We really appreciate hearing from you and knowing your thoughts about what we talk about on this nonsense show we have. <laughs> if you'd like to write in, please feel free. JNL watches Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail. Literally all of the things. Mm-hmm. That's all of the things. There are no other things. No. Carry None a pigeon? Them. Not a single one. But yeah, so I want to talk about the way that Buffy escapes this whole situation. So the initiative discovers that the, that Spike is there because he doesn't have a body temperature. Mm-hmm. They appear to have some way to track him. Right. Why don't they use that all to just time. catch him all the time? Yeah. But whatever. And they get in there and then Buffy shoots a signal flare. And because they're wearing night vision goggles, it blinds them all and their vision gets blown out. And so even though they are looking right at her, they can't see her because she's all blurry and washed out. Meanwhile, she can't see them because they're wearing masks. So essentially, the audience gets to know that Riley is a part of the initiative, and Buffy does not get to know, and therefore we get to experience the the concept of dramatic tension. Oh. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. It's like a telenovela. And we conclude this episode with Buffy telling Riley that she thinks he is peculiar. Oh, which is a common theme. It's what he called Buffy before he realized that he actually liked her. So he's willing to live with the fact that she thinks he's peculiar. It's actually pretty cute. It is kind of cute. And I, I think this particular watch through, I have been appreciating Riley's, Mark Lucas's performance a little more than I have in the past. He's definitely got this bumbling, I don't know what I'm doing persona. Sure. I think the issue that I've had with it in previous watch throughs, and I think possibly the issue that a lot of people have with it, is that he is Ken doll level, G.I. Joe level pretty. And so it's hard to believe that somebody with that look would be so bumbling and stupid. Yeah. And I think maybe it's just his character. If his character wasn't put together as much as he was in the military scenes and was not as put together as he was before, I think I could believe his bumbling nature more. It's not even that Mark Lucas is bad for the role, but I think if they had also cast somebody who was maybe frailer and smaller, that would have made it easier to believe that he was like nervous around Buffy. But I also think that like Riley didn't get the opportunity to be the kind of bumbling guy that he is in this episode. And Mark Lucas does a good job. He nails it. I agree. He does a good job. So I think I have different thoughts about Riley than I've had in the past. Mm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this episode? I liked it better than I thought I did. Um, yeah. I think the the whole Willow Spike talk is adorable. Yes. I is love right. the fight between Harmony and Xander. I think that's hilarious. I like that Spike is back. I like that Giles and Xander have this really endearing bonding moment. Yes, with the raspberry fruit punch. I know. My biggest thing that I don't like about it is the initiative itself. I don't really like military stuff. Not really a big fan of Professor Wash. Wash, yeah. She's... Well, she's supposed to be mean, so the fact that you don't like her is probably okay. Yeah. But she's not... Every other villain we've had has been, like, love to hate. Yeah. She's just hate, period. Yeah. That's difficult. But yeah, so overall, what would you give the rating for the episode? I'm gonna go with an 8.6. 8.6? is pretty high. Yeah. I think that my favorite episode... My favorite quote from this episode is when Willow tells Riley she's gonna beat him with a shovel. Uh-huh. And then says, a vague disclaimer is nobody's friend. Definitely one of my favorite parts of this. Good job. I think there are a lot of really cool elements of this. I agree with you. I think the biggest weakness is the initiative, but I also don't think that we are saying anything wildly out of turn. Nope. Like, I think that's a pretty known fact about this, and I I just wish that the set was maybe fuller and that it looked like there was more going on. Mm-hmm. I think that... They really tried to do a less is more because they had less. So they tried to make it look a little Spartan. And I think they actually probably would have been better off with smaller sets. Yes. Because I think the issue for me is that the the set that they have is huge and they can't fill it with all the stuff that they, they have. So I think if they had a smaller space, it would look bigger 
actually. I, <laughs> I think that's the problem that I have with it. And I would actually, would have, I would have preferred, instead of the big deep hole with the tinfoil, I think I would have liked to just have them have vampires or whatever in one of those teaching hospital gallery spaces where the vampires are getting operated on. There's space for military people to stand over it. Yep. That set probably would have been much easier to come by than what they have. And I think it would have been more effective. And you can only fit two or three things going on in a space like that. And it would have felt very real and full and robust. Not to mention the practicality of I would have much more believability in that tinier space existing than this huge loft space being just suddenly appearing underground yes. out of nowhere. So I think that's my biggest problem. I think there was a, a set design issue. I agree. Uh, and I think that really hurts what's going on in the show. I don't necessarily have a, a specific problem with the military element. I don't have a specific problem with that. But I think that the, it's just not designed in a way that they had the funds to make work. <laughs> I agree. And I, too... Remember this episode as being not as fun as it is. Yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff in this episode that I can get behind. Me too. And so I'm going to actually, I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. Anyway, what are we watching next week? Next week, friends, we're watching uh, Buffy season four, episode eight, Pangs. On Thanksgiving, Buffy encounters the spirit of a Native American warrior whose people were wiped out by settlers. Oof. This is a Buffy Angel crossover event. Mm. Get excited. I'm not. Yeah, it's the only Thanksgiving episode on Buffy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we will be watching that. It is... We're almost in Thanksgiving. We're like... Yeah. Vaguely near that time. Hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, we could be there. All right, team. But we appreciate you listening to our show. Share us with your friends. Mm -hmm. We'd love it if more people knew about us and knew about what we were doing here. And we hope that you've had a good time with us. In the meantime, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Later. Bye. So now we are officially recording, so don't say anything wildly racist. Oh, wildly racist. So first thing I want to do is drink it out of cups. Is this like two girls, one cup? No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> two girls, one cup. I have never seen this. Are you for real? Yeah, I've never seen it, and I was really hoping I would go my whole life without seeing it. Exactly. So I got it. Ew, gross. Okay, so just some restraints. So lesbians. Oh! Oh no! Oh, no! What's happening too soon? <laughs> <laughs> no! 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 No!